From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast, and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday, and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, I go to New York Decompression. There, I get a creepy hug by a creepy guy. Then, I get freaked out when I see a reflection of myself in John Walters' true mirror. Finally, I talk to Nitai Das from Krishna Camp about the Hare Krishnas and Burning Man. We begin with the creepy hug experience. I was right in the middle of conducting an interview when Fuzzy Bunny interjected. Let's listen. I love it. The free hug thing just is like, oh, what's you're on. Say, what's it say? <laughs> it says free creepy hugs, which is excellent because the people can't sign to say free hugs kill me because, duh, it's a hug. It's free. It's always free. If you're advertising, you're creepy. <laughs> so that's excellent. It says free happy creepy hugs. He had a after Burning Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he came back and he was like, guys, I'm going to have a t-shirt that says free creepy hugs made. <laughs> He, he showed up at a bar wearing it one night. And we were like, can I have a hug? And he really perfected the creepy hug. Oh, I want to get one. Yeah, you oh, should you should. Yeah, we should call him over here. Yeah. Oh, he's, and, and, like, I mean, he's a, he's a friend of mine. Like, I've had sex with him. And, and I still got creeped out by his creepy <laughs> hug. It was that creepy. What's the secret to a creepy hug, do you think? Whispering. Well, it, it lasts, like, a good 30 seconds longer than you want it to. <laughs> And in the middle, he actually got this from somebody at Burning Man. In, in the middle, he'll kind of whisper in your ear, like, stay with it. <laughs> and, and also, he'll kind of moan while he's hugging you. So, here, wait, let me demonstrate. Okay. So it's like, oh, 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 that's good. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't let go. Yeah, he doesn't let go. It's, it's very, very creepy. But he's better at it because he's an actor. So he, and and he, he kind of plays creepy characters anyway. So he's very, very good at the free creepy hug. <laughs> have you had a creepy hug? I actually have not had a creepy hug. <laughs> Although we had a friend who out-creeped him in the creepy hug category. Daryl. Oh, did actually, well, then Daryl, Daryl was like, "Give me a hug," and out creeps him. <laughs> oh yeah, Daryl, Daryl hugged him and and started like touching his butt and stuff. And Jonathan was like, "Whoa, whoa, that now I'm creeped out." <laughs> so it was like double creepy. All right, we'll have to check it out. I guess. So Fuzzy and I went over to get our hug, and we were joined by Diva D, who hadn't heard about what constituted a creepy hug, but she was about to find out. All right, so I'm here with... Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, and uh, your shirt says free creepy hugs. Well, that's right. I I offer hugs, and, you know, I try to bring some natural creepiness to them. Okay. Because any free hug offered in such a way is going to be creepy. I just try to be honest about it. All right, well, may I experience a creepy hug? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Okay, now, just for our audience, what do I look like? You're a, a big... Pink, maybe a, a pika or a, some sort of rodent. I would say bunny, but the ears are not long enough. No, it's a bear. I'm a bear. A bear? So while you give a free creepy hug, I'm going to give you a free pink bear hug. Okay. All right. It's on. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's do here we it. go. Here we go. Oh, 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 this feels so good. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, 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 no. Stay here. Stay, stay, stay. It's okay. Forever. Forever. Oh, God, it feels so... No, no, don't pull away. Don't pull away. It's okay. 
Thank you. Thank you. How was it for you? Was it as good for you as it was for me? It was awesome. It was uh, incredible. But, you know, every creepy hug is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I want to experience the creepy hug. Okay. All right, bring it on. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Just relax into it. How is it, Diva? It feels interesting. What's he doing? I don't know. His crotch is very close to my thigh. And his arms are going up and down my back, and he's whispering in my ear. Oh, he's telling me to be quiet now. Just enjoy. <laughs> and the cheek rub, the thank you. <laughs> now wait, you gotta get it. You gotta get the hug from the king of huggers. The what? Creepy hugs too? You're getting a creepy hug. Just hug give free hugs to guys. Come on. Hey, I give hugs to anyone. You know. Would you like a fuzzy money hug? I sure would. Oh, oh, envelop me, envelop me. Oh, I feel so fuzzy, so warm. It's like being in the womb. Ew, I feel so oh. creepy. Creepier, the bunny or the creep? What are you, what's going on? Okay, I'm watching a big purple bunny hug a man in a green hat and a purple shirt, and the bunny's laughing, but the other guy's kind of got a, a ec- ecstasy, ecstatic kind of look on his face. I feel so warm. So... <laughs> So comforted. One of those I'm laughing out of. I'm scared. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I, I feel. You know, like... you know what? This isn't a creepy hug. This is a duck hug. They're hugging t- chest to chest. Hug. A duck hug. I feel like when I was three years old and nursing at my mother's breast. <laughs> you were raised by animals. <laughs> I'm helping the poor child. Aww. I'm helping him. <sighs> Amy, now he doesn't give creepy hugs. He the look of love. The look directly in your eye and the hands on your face at the end of the hug. That's what is, tops it off. I just feel so cared for, you know? Live up to his name. Yes. yes. Come find out. Okay. Come find out. You're never right. going inside the food show. You're just going to give up. Oh. 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 I wish we could just merge together into one big hug. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Was it creepy? It was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I'm working on, uh, I haven't perfected it yet, is to be able to achieve an erection while I'm hugging someone. I was waiting for that to happen. I'm sorry. I'm, I would, it, I would don't, actually like to see if he's kind of, don't, the subtle drive. Don't, that was my phone. The subtle drive. Thanks don't a lot. Don't take it as a, as a personal thing, you know. <laughs> It's nerves, okay? This usually doesn't happen. <laughs> Alright, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Jonathan giving out creepy hugs at New York Decon. Coming up, we stand in front of the true mirror and talk to its creator, John Walter. Oh my God. Because my eyes are a little like. I just, I look like. 
lopsided because my eyes are askew and I don't like it. I like seeing myself the way I usually do. Well, would you tell us what this project sure. is and what your name is? This is this is the true mirror. My name's John Walter. It's a mirror that doesn't reverse your image. So when you're looking at yourself in this mirror, you're seeing yourself as we see you. The flip that happens in a regular mirror actually changes us. You're used to it because it's been that way your whole life, but it really changes who you are and how you are, how you actually are expressed. And the reason is, is that our face is sided. This is our this is our left side. It's on the it's our logic side. In the true mirror, it's actually on the left side where it belongs. In a regular mirror, it takes your left side and puts on the right right on the left, and it changes it changes what's actually there. <laughs> look, look, look in this mirror here. This is my left side. In a regular mirror, it's look, on the... This is, this is what it's you normally on, it's on the normal side. Now I get it. That's my normal this side. Is your, this is your right side, uh -huh. but it's on the left side of your... Oh, right, because you're like, but this is still my right side. But, but this is your right. image is left side. Oh, that's it. And the problem is, that, is, change, the problem is that changes your face. Okay, your face changes by being backwards. Look at your eyes here. When you make eye contact, you're looking at a person that doesn't exist. There's no one in the world that has a right brain with a logic side and a left brain with a feeling side. That's, it changes what's in your, in your face because of that backwardsness. So when you look here, you're crooked. Though. Here, but the crookedness, the crookedness is exaggerated because it's on the opposite from what you're used to. But what's in your eyes is what matters. So once you make, get used to that crookedness part, you look at me in the mirror. This is our. This is your face as I would see it. This is how we actually communicate eye to eye. Every person's face is like this in the world. Logic on that side, feeling on that side. It belongs that way. We. This is how. What's actually there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What's it look like? What's it like? As we continue to gaze into the true mirror, my newest friend Peter takes a look. Look in the side panel. Look, this is what you normally see. So, but stay there. About five seconds, your face changes. It's very serious because your face doesn't really work backwards. The, the whole left-right thing is making it so that you don't really see a face that works properly. A natural smile doesn't look natural, so you tend to stop. So uh, your whole life, you've seen your face this way. It's really not the way it is. It's not what's there. Now look in the center. This actually gets it right. That's your left eye over there. So see the light in your eyes? The life that comes back? That's you looking back. There's a person behind your eyes. Oh, wow. That's incredible. <laughs> right? Now see how you smile? It's like a, it's a warm smile. Now look how quickly it goes out when you look backwards. See how yeah, serious it gets? Yeah, it just, yeah, it just yeah, stops. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's the same thing. I mean, you're still looking in a mirror, but it's totally different. It's got a whole different you get. quality, yeah. emotional quality to it. And the thing is, no one's told you this. So your entire life, you've seen yourself backwards, and you see yourself without that expression, and you think right. that's you, and it's not. It's just, it's just a part of you. It's like the shell of you, not the real you. This gives you a chance to see the real you connect wow. with it and know what's so actually if there. If I ever get a mirror, I'm going to get one like this. You can just make one like They're two pretty eight, tricky to make. Pretty, like, perfect 45 it's degree angle impossible. or 90 degree angle. Is it really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you make this? This is the full length one. The oh. thing is, you need front surface mirror. See how the silver's right on the front there? Yeah. So when it touches the other mirror, silver touches silver. There's no layer of glass. And that's how that line can go away. Okay. But it has to be cut very precisely. It has to be aligned perfectly. It can. There's no warp. I mean, it has to be adjustable. There's, there's like probably about 20 or 30 design elements in this thing. 
to make it come out just right. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't even see a seam. That's really amazing. Did you make it yourself? Yeah, I have a, I have a shop that I make this that after 15 years I'm actually going to hang it up for a while. How many iterations before you get it right? I've, I've made a couple thousand of them and it wasn't until about four or five hundred that I started being consistent. Like I would get one or two that was right and then three that were wrong. And I couldn't figure it out. It's like, why do these come out so screwy? You know, and it's like one thing after another after another to, to make it work. So finally I got it. It was a pain in the ass. How did you come up with this concept? Um, a long time ago, too long I don't care to mention, I walked into a bathroom. I was at a party. I was having a great time. Everything was just fantastic. And I looked into a mirror at a, at a, in the bathroom, and, and I, 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 my face just collapsed. Because I had a big smile on my face. I was happy. Everything was great. But I looked very fake backwards. And my, my smile looks manic. You know, it's like... You know, it's like, eh, you know, it's like, because it didn't really, you know, look right, I stopped doing it. And the first thing I did is, you're fucked up, you know, like, like there's something wrong with you. And, and the thing was, is I, it was such a strong contrast that I said, oh, whatever, did this to the mirror, just kind of put my hands up, turned the corner, and there was a medicine cabinet at right angles. And as I turned, I suddenly did a double take, because I saw my eyes differently and I saw the spark in them because you know when you're smiling there's light up here and it's light with meaning and I recognized it I was like oh there you are oh shit oh my god it's like it's like so what you're fucked up you're having a great time you know I mean the whole feeling of what was really there came back and didn't go away like there was a continuity to my to my ex expression and my reflection that was completely missing backwards and I looked in the backwards mirror and sure enough it just collapsed again and I was like oh my god so I had like this mo moment of, of just like satori you know where you just go oh my god this is so amazing so has it changed your identity? What's that? Has it changed your identity? It did in that second, yeah, right away. Because I had basically been working on myself a lot to try to figure myself out. All of a sudden I get visual confirmation and I didn't struggle as much. It was like, okay, I get it. That's you. That's the that's the energy and it's beautiful. I love it. I connect it. And I, the struggle just stopped, you know? Because for the longest time there was something wrong and I couldn't figure it out for long. It was like, drove me crazy. And then all of a sudden, like in an instant, it was gone. So it was, it was, I found that the people that appreciate this the most are those that have done some sort of introspective work that have really kind of tried to figure themselves out and they recognize the difference. So it's not necessarily going to help someone who's never, you know, looked at themselves except to comb their hair. But for those that have and try to figure themselves out, it's like visual confirmation to, to prove what's, what's natural and what's good and, and all that. So. In your daily work, when you get up in the morning to get ready for work, do you use this kind of mirror? Um, sure, but in a sense, I just you know shave in front of it. Or uh, in terms of every day, it's like it's just a mirror. But even if I only give myself five seconds of yo, what's up? It's five seconds of normalness, because I can give me five seconds of this and like feel shifted right away. And I've learned to like to kind of ignore that. The idea is not only does it show you what's there, it puts to a lie what the regular mirror is showing you. So like I'll be out and about. I can't help it. There's mirrors everywhere. 
but I have a certain shield up. I don't let that in. I don't, it's, it makes, it's, it stops the action. So if you don't allow it to stop the action, you just flow along and everything's fine. I don't have to have that feeling like, oh, I'm weird, I'm different, I'm, something's, something's not right, because I can just blame the mirror. The mirror's doing it, you know? So those two keys, one is to see what's there, the other is to, 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 to not look at regular mirrors the same way. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. That was John Walter of The True Mirror. For more information, visit his website, truemirror.com. We'll close out today's episode with a conversation from Nitai Das from Krishna Camp. Let's listen. <laughs> this is my first decompression in New York. I've been to several uh, Burning Man's out, out in Nevada. What's your name? Nitai. Nitai. Now, you're part of the Hare Krishnas, is that correct? I'm part of the Hare Krishnas. I just, uh, I just uh, saw the Hare Krishnas at um, LA DCOM, and now here I'm at New York DCOM. <laughs> What's the presence about? Uh, we just love Burning Man, the Burning Man family, and we have lots of fun with them, so we're, uh, you know, just happy to be part of the fun. Awesome, and so are you spearheading this whole movement to get uh, to have the Hare Krishnas at Burning Man? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a team of us. Uh, you know, artists, musicians, that uh, many of which were born as Hare Krishnas. And so uh, most of these kids here were all born as Hare Krishnas, probably 80% of them. And so they have a lot of youthful energy that's very spiritually attractive. And so, you know, lots of, in a lot of the counterculture festivals in America, we used to be a backbone in the 60s. Woodstock, we fed everybody. So many of these big festivals, we were there feeding people and part of the culture. It kind of, in the 80s and 90s, we kind of faded away a little bit. And so we think Burning Man's one of the greatest places to, you know, re-enter the, uh, the counterculture of America because it's just one of the most amazing artistic, you know, presentations on the face of the earth. I mean, Black Rock City is just like a phenomenal experience for anyone who's, you know, made the pilgrimage there. It's just like an inconceivable, you know, reality that's created, you know, with 50,000 people in the desert. So, you know, decompression is just a... A small fraction of that, but uh, you know, especially this decompression. I mean, I think it's way better than LA decompression personally. Uh, Did you go? Were you there? I went last year, but I pretty much organized one this year just by phone. But uh, this one, just a lot. You know, there's more space. You know, it's longer. You can't really do much in ten hours or whatever it is. There, that one's like six hours or something. So. You know, and I haven't even really, I don't really have time to walk around much, but <laughs> I can tell that it's, it's happening. What does Hare Krishna mean? Hare Krishna is a name for God. Krishna is a Sanskrit name meaning the most beautiful person. And Hare is addressing the, fen- the feminine aspect of Krishna, like, Oh Mother Earth, please give me access to the most beautiful person, Krishna. That's beautiful. So what's your message at Burning Man? Our message is just... Sorry we ran out of food this year, but <laughs> L.A. Decom too, we ran out too quick, but, uh, you know, we're just trying to feed, the, feed and entertain the people and, uh, you know, just join in on the burn. Because fire is an intimate part of our religion, you know, at every major turning point of someone's life, you know, someone's, someone's pregnant, someone's born, someone's of age, someone, there's always fire rituals at every major part. So in Indian culture, fire, you know, it's kind of like the, one of the most sacred elements, you know, in, in Indian religious culture. And so 
we actually have a, an ancient, you know, an ancient, uh, you know, spiritual science of utilizing fire in a very holy way. And so we did one fire sacrifice over here, and we've done them every year at Burning Man itself on the playa. But uh, we did one over here this year also. We we've never been able to do it at LAD. Well, I guess we just never organized. It's kind of takes a lot of energy. But uh, you know, we did it this year, and it's just a uh, we have a, a South Indian priest who was raised in South India, and he just you know is just tra trained in these fire sacrifices, and he basically does it as a living. Someone gets a new house, he does a fire sacrifice and blesses the house. Someone gets married, he does a fire sacrifice and blesses. You know, so it's like a, a major part of our spiritual practice. So. You know, we're just glad to share the fire. Well, I've actually enjoyed food at both DCOMs, and I really want to thank you so much. It's such a gift. No problem. Thank you very much. Yeah. about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man.
To contact us, call the Burncast hotline at 775-363-5861 or click on the My Chingo audio recorder at our website, burncast.blogspot.com. A very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts.